When divorce, separation, or a stressed family structure is present, often children experience the worst of it. Parents, while trying to be there for their children, often can't see past what's going on with themselves. This is Reclaiming Your Life with Don Christensen. Don knows firsthand about the issues that surround divorce, having experienced it herself as a young mother. Now, there is a forum for you to share and learn together. Here is your host, Don Christensen. Welcome to Reclaiming Your Life. I am your host, Don Christensen, and today we will be working through achieving a divorce with dignity. Now, I know some of you may not think it's possible, but believe me, it really, truly is. You know, before we go into the aspect and learning about how to achieve a divorce with dignity, I wanted to go over the issue of, you know, swimming in the gutter and managing reputations. So we're going to you know, briefly go over that first. I don't think we need to spend too much time on it because uh, we all know what we do <laughs> when we're swimming in the gutter. Um, but instead of saying the gutter, I want to switch it to managing reputation during divorce. I think it's very important that that we manage not only our own reputation but what we project and how we you know how you know try to damage or ruin the reputation of another person you know we can all agree that emotions that come at the beginning of a divorce including fear sadness numbness right tend to cause paralysis and even depression i know i've been there Um, As time passes, though, these paralyzing feelings recede and other feelings such as anger, euphoria, that's a new word for us in in our sessions, and sometimes even the desire for revenge can take their place, right? As we've discussed in prior episodes, anger is an emotion that tends to lead to acting out. Well, our new phrase, euphoria, is added to our discussions and that is an emotion that tends to lead to going out both which can lead to big trouble during your divorce okay i'm going to explain it in in just a minute acting in a way that appears irresponsible inappropriate or antagonistic can have a negative impact on your case leaving you both less money less time with your kids and so on At the exact time that you are likely to act inappropriately due to poor judgment, you're also more likely to be caught and suffer negative consequences as a result. Now, I'm meaning, you know, the dragging through the gutter and slinging mud and, and, you know, talking to people about your divorce who really have no business knowing about it, okay? Um... It's important to have strategies in place to help manage your reputation. And I help a lot of my clients with this aspect. So I'm going to be giving you some, you know, pointers on how to do that. If we don't manage our reputations, um, we might create messes that damage the chances of getting what we want from the divorce. Now, following um, in in this approach that I've had with my clients, I have discovered that this is a very simple and um, proactive way to deal with, you know, managing your reputation and that 
of others through your process. It's called the two-sentence rule, okay? Um, Because people love juicy gossip. And because of that, you will be queried on how your divorce is going by folks who have no business asking and zero need to know. Because you're not on your normal sense, you're not, you're not in your sensible self right right now, you might find it surprisingly hard to resist the invitation to spill your guts to anyone and everyone, right? I've been there. We're not perfect. I know this. Although we don't have a duty to protect our ex's reputation, there's no reason to ruin it either. And there's no reason to ruin our own by telling everyone about all the ways that, you know, he or she did everything wrong and be the victim. The two-sentence rule is the best defense that I've found against saying too much when someone other than your close friends ask you how your divorce is going. Have a two-sentence answer, scripted, rehearsed, and ready to go. It may look like something or may sound something like, you know, know, when somebody asks you how's your divorce going, you know, your reaction could be it's been hard, but I'm getting through it. Thanks for asking. Then when a casual acquaintance asks on what's going on, you'll know exactly what to say as well. You'll recite your two sentences and quickly change the subject and ask them a question like, how are things with you? Following the two-sentence rule has helped my clients avoid saying too much to any other person other than your A-team, and it will go a long way towards protecting your reputation and self-inflicted wounds, believe me. Now, let's talk about some social media. Don't have an egg on your Facebook page. The first place your ex, if you're, okay, let me just retract, if you're not going through a divorce as amicably as you would like to at the moment. You know, everything can be turned around. But in the moment, you know, the first place that everybody looks towards these days is social media. You're going to look at, and it's going to look embarrassing for you. And someone's going to have embarrassing evidence to use against you in your social media accounts, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You must assume that everything you say on social media will read will be read by everyone, right? Including your ex. This means you should never ever dish about your divorce. Make snarky comments about your ex no matter how true or false they are, or post photos of you and your BFFs doing jello shots at Coyote Ugly. Okay, come on. No matter how liberating it feels to post those pictures at 1.30 a.m., you'll only feel humiliated at 1.30 p.m. when you're answering deposition questions about the episode. Okay, I know that's a little extreme, but think about that. You know, if you're <laughs> fighting for custody, you just brought your ex a round of evidence. So I'm not promoting fighting for custody or not, you know, fighting for custody, but I'm not promoting a contested divorce situation. I'm just helping you understand how to manage your reputation in some extreme matters. Okay. It's not just what you write on your own page that can be scrutinized, but any comments you make on anyone else's page is fair game too. You know, any remarks your friends post about you um, can also come into play. 
you know, such as missed you at happy hour on Friday, ran into your former student and he was asking about you. And he, I think he's hot for teacher. You know, that's kind of a crazy, you know, statement, but that's kind of just what popped into my mind. We know whether the statement is true or not, it's not the issue. It creates an impression that uh, of you that you're not saying and doing. And you may have to answer for all of it. So please be careful about all your social media accounts, especially when you're going through a divorce. You just don't want to give the wrong impression and you want to protect your reputation. Now, crazy is not your best color either. You know, sometimes people have, the, you know, an objective to um, convince everyone that you're just completely crazy. And since divorce brings out the um, the not so best in people, that it can be remarkably easy to do, right? The number one object, your number one objective objectives is to make sure that you don't provide anybody with a paint by number sketch pad and a freshly a fresh supply of paint. Don't set anybody's classic rock album collection on fire in the front yard. Don't drunk dial your ex and leave crazy messages on their cell phone in the middle of the night. Don't secretly attach a GPS tracking device to their car. I mean, come on. Those are crazy. Those actions will only make you look crazy. And in turn, it will make his or her jerky behavior appear somehow justified and put you on the defensive. The narrative will change from one in which you're struggling to do your best to make it through the divorce to one which you're the crazy person who eventually drove the other one away. You know, to touch briefly on the last little tidbit of information about protecting your your reputation is don't manufacture evidence against yourself. Okay, and you know, protecting your reputation during your divorce isn't rocket science. Not interested in answering embarrassing um, questions about your sex life? Then then don't have one. I mean, that's kind of extreme. But don't want your ex's ex to tell, you know, to tell the court that you're texting him or her at 2 a.m.? Then don't do it. You know, don't, you don't look forward to explaining something. So use the headline trick. This is, you've been very effective for my clients. It's a foolproof trick that can help you <clears throat> double check your judgment at any given time. Let's say that you see a neighbor, you're pulling up, you know, with your kids in the driveway and he's a divorcee and he has, you know, some kids too, but kids are away with mom for the weekend. He asks you if you want to have a glass of wine and you're so excited because the notion of having some adult conversation over a dundle beverage sounds really good, right? But figure to figure out if it's an okay idea or not, or if it's a good idea, imagine something going wrong. Like maybe you stepped away, you left the kids at home and you just went next door to have a cocktail, you know? And think about how the headline would read in the paper the next day. Here it is. Firefighters rescue children from burning home while mom drinks at neighbors. I think the answer to that is crystal clear, isn't it? Leaving your kids home alone to grab a drink with a neighbor is a really bad idea. And it puts you in a position um, with all kinds of things for your ex to fodder and use against you the headline trick will help you arrive at a sensible answer even after your divorce is final 
you know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. You should never go into a a divorce with the idea that the stress of it all entitles you to a meltdown or two, but you shouldn't, you should, you also shouldn't go into it expecting that you'll behave perfectly either. We're all human, okay? We make mistakes, but when we realize what we do, there's always a, a way to regain reputation, okay? Well, we are going to pause for a short break, but when we come back, I am going to be taking you to operating the high road and choosing a wiser divorce, a divorce with dignity. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Welcome back. Thanks for continuing to lean in with me. I'm Dawn Christensen, your host here. And before we broke uh, for our short little break there, we t- I talked about, you know, now go- going into taking the high road in the divorce situation and choosing a wiser divorce, a divorce with dignity. So what is a divorce with dignity anyway? 
Um, divorce with dignity means going through a divorce without litigation and make it as peaceful as, uh, as peaceful of a process as possible. You know, by doing this, you retain your own dignity, help your family move forward into their new life patterns while retaining their dignity and self-respect and literally, I mean literally, saving thousands of dollars. A divorce with dignity is accomplished by talking to your spouse and utilizing the support of as many services as you need to get through the process peacefully. It means you won't be going through the divorce process alone. However, you want to make sure that whatever or whoever you add to your divorce team or your A-team fully believes in and supports you in going through the process without having to litigate. So why choose the wiser divorce, the divorce with dignity? You know, as we have reviewed, and as I'm sure all of you know, divorce is the legal process to end the marriage. Okay. But when we apply it to our own lives, divorce becomes anything but simple or clear. Divorce is a life crisis. The dreams you had for your life when you said, I do, are gone. You know, the person that you thought you married isn't the person you married you were married to any longer. And something seems, or, or nothing seems for sure anymore. You know, it's a lot of, the, of, of clients that come through my office um, say that, that they're just, nothing seems like there's any sure assurance anymore. Even if you are the one who first brought up the D word, the emotions attached to divorce can be really complex, frightening, and painful. Inevitably, these emotions seem to become part of the process. Um, we discussed in an earlier episode that there are four, four divorces. You go through the legal part of the divorce, which is the paperwork and, you know, the whole court thing. The financial divorce, the social divorce, and the emotional divorce. And everybody goes through those divorce processes, um, whether you believe it or not. You, we all do, or we all have. Um, but these emotions don't have to rule your divorce and drive you into madness, can, your, can divorce focus on more on process and less on the emotions? Is there a way that we can approach your divorce that turns it into a strategic gateway to, to a better future? I believe so. And we're going to talk about that. So first off, are we getting stuck in the ugliness? Whether it's your friends, neighbors, siblings, or parents, you've most likely seen someone in the middle of an ugly divorce. It could be even you right now who's going through one. Unhappy couples reach their limit, then anger and fear set in. People say and do things that hurt, and soon their divorce becomes as miserable as their marriage. The ugliness can continue long after the papers have been signed and divorce is final. Some people get stuck in the ugliness of their divorce and spend the rest of their lives hauling around the baggage of anger and fear and shame and spite. And worst of all, victimhood. We're going to try to overcome all that, okay? You can choose to minimize the hostility in your divorce. It may not happen quickly, and it may not always be easy. But you can transform the way you speak, act, and think during the divorce process to get past a lot of the negative ne- negativity. You need to get strategic about your divorce and start focusing on the goals 
that you have for your life, for your next best life, okay? Positive, strategic, and focused on the future. That's the divorce with dignity. That's the wiser divorce. Now, we're going to regress a little and divorce. Um, some people, in too many divorces, the drama gets cranked up so high, the entire process looks like a battleground. People, or their lawyers, put all put out their deadliest weapons, threats, accusations, intimidation, you know, rage, and shrieking voices, acting crazy. In these cases, divorce is war. In a war, somebody's going to win. And somebody's going to lose. However, in a war, even the winners rarely come out unscathed. There's nothing wise or strategic about a divorce that looks like that. This battleground mentally, this battleground mentality colors the way people react in divorce. And not just to their own divorce. You have probably seen what can happen when friends and family line up on the side of a person they think is in the right and start condemning the person that they think is in the wrong. I have firsthand experience with that. I was not helped through the process very wisely when I was going through my divorce with my son's father. Everybody lined up on my side because blood is thicker than water. And all of his people had lined it up, lined up on his side because blood's thicker than water. They didn't look at it as us being young and irresponsible. Um, they wanted to inflame the battleground for us, okay, which was wrong. Um, even the legal process itself is still designed to make divorce a battleground. The only way to end a marriage is for one party to file a lawsuit against the other, right? That's the mentality of society. If you want to get out of a marriage that is, it ma- that is making you miserable or wrecking your life or placing your children in the crossfire or danger, you have to sue the person who has shared your bed, trusted you with life's deepest secrets, and maybe even made babies with you. Divorce by law starts as an adversarial act. Now, with that being... With, or with that as a starting point, it's easy to think that the only outcome is you will win or you will lose. Now, let me share this with you. Divorce at its core is dividing the assets and debts, determining guidelines for parenting children, defining future obligations between former spouses. Okay, there's three things. However, for the most part, the legal system, families, communities, and society still tend to treat the act of ending a marriage like something is to be won or lost. Divorce is a legal battleground that needs to stop because it creates too much trauma. It beats people down, and frankly, it costs way too much money. Your money, which you could use to put your kids through college and rebuild your own life, is spent on lawyers and battling for the spoons and forks. Why don't we just decide to be happy? Ending a marriage should be viewed as a turning point, once, um, one of life's transitions, a way to shift out of unhappiness and into happiness, a change of life status to be realized, leaving your hopes, dreams, and dignity still intact. Suppose for a moment that you can 
you, or you cannot find a way to be happy in your present marriage. Now imagine posting a question to your friends on Facebook. Do you want me to be happy or unhappy? Most people would vote for you to be happy. Divorce can be a decision to be happy and to change something in your life that is no longer working. Divorce is a way to reset your life's path and resetting your path doesn't have to be bad. You know, like... Um, we all, we all reset our paths many times in our lives. We move, we change careers, we have kids, we lose 40 pounds or we run a marathon. We learn to walk again after an accident or a stroke. We find ways to deal with death of a loved one. Sometimes we, we reset our paths for positive reasons and other times because life has dealt us a blow. Divorce is one of those blows, okay? You know... In my own turning point, if it weren't for my life transforming divorce, I may have never become a paralegal. All I wanted to do at age 17 was get out of my little old house, you know, my little old town and get away from my parents. So at age 17, I got married. By the time I was 20, we had our son. And during those years, I became well acquainted with his verbal and emotional abusing and isolating me from my family. After a bad blow up where he pounded his fists into my head and to my face, um, I had to figure out what the heck I was going to do fast. I needed a, a good job. I needed to pay the rent and take care of my child. I also knew that I needed to go back to school. I chose to be a survivor. I lived a threadbare life working multiple jobs and going to school. I just wanted to not to be financially broke forever, and I wanted my son to be proud of me. I certainly never thought I'd be a paralegal. As it, as it turned out, my own divorce helped me helped set me on the path to become a very good divorce paralegal with great empathy and passion for my clients. Divorce had been a turning point for me a resetting of my own path that transformed my life in positive ways. Ending my marriage forced me to grow up, not look back, work hard, make positive plans for my future, and execute it. Uh, It helped me choose what I would never tolerate again and focus on what things I needed and wanted in my future. It shaped my goals for charity work. Um, It gave me wisdom to pass on to my son. My story tells the big truth that I try to help my clients see. Divorce is a turning point and it can turn into a positive direction or not. It's your choice. I'm not giving up or giving in. In my decades of as a divorce paralegal, I've helped hundreds of clients through the divorce process. I help men and I help women, those with children and without. And in some cases, I help people settle and in some cases, you know, the case goes to trial. It's up to the parties. And boy, I've heard it all. Divorcing doesn't mean you stick it to your ex and walk away with most of the toys. You know, it's going through the divorce and accepting your role in the bad too. It means going through the process of divorce with dignity, respect, and grace. It means not giving up or giving into the negativity, but continuing to pursue the goals that are going to make your life better, happier, and more complete. Do it with dignity. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'm going to be sharing with you benefits of a divorce with dignity and my experience and dedication to the mediation process. 
back soon. Don't go away. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. We are back from our short break. Thank you for continuing to lean in with me this morning. Now, I before we went to break, I told you that we were going to be discussing the benefits of a divorce with dignity. And, you know, my dedication to the mediation process for self-preservation. Now, I want to ask a question. Do you want to fight it out in court? Do you really want to do that to yourself, to your kids? Who wins if you do that? If for some reason you want a court battle, then of course you cannot achieve a divorce with dignity. But if you're just ready to separate and want to move forward, achieving a fair and equitable division and retain your self-respect, dignity, and thousands and thousands of dollars, then this is the best approach for you. Studies show that active participation in your divorce is the single most important factor in getting a good divorce. Now, doesn't that sound weird, a good divorce? But when you're in the situation of 
going through a divorce, it could either be good or bad. It could be, you know, good as the aspect of it's fair, you have your dignity, your self-respect, or bad, you're pulling each other through the mud, you're spending, you're liquidating your estate, borrowing Peter to pay Paul, to pay your attorney, to pay the court, to pay, 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 and your kids suffer because they can't go to college because you spent their tuition fund that you've saved on litigation costs. Now, and non, in addition to, to this, a non-litigated divorce, which is a divorce with dignity, is so much cheaper. It's about a tenth of what a contested or litigated divorce would be, or, or even less than a tenth. You know, some, I know in my experience of, you know, over 20 years in the legal industry, that some people spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on their divorce. That, to me, is insane. You know, you when you got married and said, I do, you had communication. Just because you have a breakdown in your marriage doesn't mean you get to fall off the face of the communication planet. You know, let's be adults, the adults that we are, and communicate a little bit better. And use this as a time to have a business transaction and do it with dignity, for Christ's sake. Um, the benefits of a divorce with dignity... Um, so there's, do you need more reasons, really, to achieve a divorce with dignity other than what we've talked about? Um, the the advantages of an amicable divor- divorce are are numerous, both during the divorce process and after. So let's go through some of the benefits that you know that you achieve with doing a divorce, going through a divorce with dignity. Okay. Um, you have control. You and your spouse determine the schedule instead of the courts and the divorce lawyers deciding which issues to discuss and in what order. And you have control over the outcome. The two of you make the decisions you both can live with instead of someone else deciding what the arrangements will be. Nobody knows you better than you. Nobody knows your spouse better than your spouse. You know each other better. The courts don't know you. They look at you as a, you know, divide the baby kind of a situation. What do you got? Let's divide it. They don't have any emotion attached to it. Um, When you negotiate a divorce with dignity, everything is more fair. Rather than risk your divorce settlement being affected by the aggressiveness of one lawyer compared to another or the mood of the judge, believe me, the mood of the judge does matter. You can negotiate a divorce settlement that is fair to both sides. You just have to understand that each of you are going to have to make concessions. It shouldn't be one-sided. And if the court sees it's one-sided, they'll question the agreement, okay? Another benefit is that it's flexible. You can take time to consider how a decision will affect you and your family. You can even try out different arrangements before you sign a final one. It is less stressful, although it may not seem less stressful because you don't want to deal maybe with your ex. But why rip off the Band-Aid slow and more painful when you can rip the Band-Aid off faster and get it over with? It is less stressful in the long run. 
it's easier on the children and healthier for the family as a whole when divorcing spouses can agree to compromise instead of demonize. Avoiding an adversarial battle in the courts lets you focus on achieving the best results peacefully. Focusing on the positives. You know, the goal is to work out a fair and workable solution instead of tearing each other down to win. In a divorce, nobody wins. You're just dividing what you have and sharing your children. You're going to be in each other's life if you have children, whether you like it or not. We all are going to exist on the same planet and we're going to breathe the same oxygen. So, you know, having the, the more, you know, flexibility in your agreements to make it less stressful and focusing on the positive is really key. Now, it can be confidential as well. If you were to litigate your divorce in the courts, details of your case and your personal financial information would become public record and available for viewing by anyone. I know in our area, the courts scan everything into the computer system now, so anybody can go online and access any of your stuff. That's pretty scary. But if you choose to mediate, the sessions take place in a private room and the proceedings are confidential. The mediator, such as myself, cannot be subpoenaed to testify in court. It is a completely private process. Or, if you are in an agreement on the settlement terms, you may need, um, all you may need is someone to help you with the paperwork. Mediators, like myself, can do that as well. In these non-litigating cases, you maintain your privacy, making everyone feel more at ease. It's way faster to do a divorce with dignity. Many courts are backlogged and your case may not come out as quickly as you would like. Again, referencing our specific area in in the jurisdiction where I'm at in California. The courts here are so backlogged that you submit a judgment to the court. It takes three to four months just to get it back. That's how backlogged they are. And especially at the end of the year when everybody is trying to get divorced by the end of the year, It's worse. So it is usually a long, drawn-out process. In a non-litigated divorce, you manage the scheduling so that the time and the cost will be more predictable. There are times when I have clients' files open in my office. Open to close is three months, guaranteeing them a six-month divorce timeline as California law predicts, or states, not predicts. Better compliance. Okay, this is really important. If somebody's telling me I have to do something and making it in order, I'm uh, I'm on the defensive, okay? But the you know the lack of control and participation felt by one or both spouses involved in a court battle may result in feelings of not being committed to comply with the decision or the court's orders. When both spouses are involved in making decisions it, it, uh, that affect their lives, they're more likely to comply. You know, litigation is emotionally draining. The nature of the court proceedings can bring out feelings of hostility, self-doubt, bitterness, and resentment. And who needs that? Don't we have enough to deal with in this life? Working with your spouse for the good of each other and the children produces feelings of competency, integrity, and doing the right thing. And look at what you're showing and teaching your children how to do. Even in adversarial situations, your children are learning that they can still communicate. 
Couples who have gone through a non-litigated divorce are much more likely to end up in a cooperative relationship afterwards, and you maintain your dignity. Now, the reason why I became a mediator is, is really important. You know, when your family breaks up, it feels like your very survival is threatened. Mediation merges all of the aspects of repairing a broken family, including the legal, financial, and emotional aspects. Before I became a mediator, I spent 19 years as a family law paralegal working with top-rated divorce attorneys. During those two decades, I have been a witness to the consequences of divorce on two generations of divorcing families. I have spent years trying to make sense of of the painful process of divorce as played out in the theater of the courts. And as an adult child of uh, divorce myself, changing the experience for those impacted by the breakdown of a marriage has become something, uh, somewhat of a mission for me. At first, my goal was to understand and create a formula for settling cases and keeping people out of the trial court and all that. But I came to realize that the goal that I had was much bigger. It had to, I had to find a way to help the parties on many levels that went beyond just the stamp divorce decree. I became fascinated with the mediation because it merges all of the aspects of repairing a broken family. Breakup and the brain is what I call so the, you know, the process. One of the primary reasons I became a mediator is that mediation addresses the emotional and brain ecology that is unique to divorcing and separating couples. Love and attachment is a very special kind of emotional bond, which is wired into our brains by tens of thousands of years of evolution. It's part of survival. When your family breaks up, it feels like your very survival is threatened because so many aspects of security is removed. The human brain codes the breaking of the attachment bonds as danger. And this is true even when one or both spouses don't like the person they're divorcing. The danger signal creates a stress response, which can be included or which can include a depletion of the feel-good brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine. Stress and anger releases cortisol, which impacts your physical health and can be compromised or and can compromise decision making and problem solving. And you've probably seen, you know, ads on television about cortisol also um, being a factor of weight gain. Okay. This kind of chemical interplay occurs at a time when you have to make some of the most important decisions of your life. Okay, we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, I'm going to be diving into more about the mediation for self-preservation process. And we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time 
on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Reclaiming Your Life. To reach Dawn Christensen or her guest today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to LegalBeagle4212 at gmail.com. Now, back to Reclaiming Your Life. Thank you for leaning in and our final Um, minutes of the episode for today. You know, I think of the mediation process as building a strong immune system for a divorcing family. A good immune system um, can't prevent all health problems, right? But without one, even the smallest germs can lead to serious consequences. Because mediation can help people work through sadness, anger, and, and all the other negative emotions. It often helps people's brain chemistry to get back in balance. It can be utilized at any point in the proceeding, no matter how much conflict has transpired. And I mentioned that earlier. You know, even if you're in a really heated litigation right now, you can put a stake in the ground and say enough is enough. Maybe we can try something different. Okay. There are, 10 protective aspects of mediation that I go over with my clients. And these 10 aspects can help reduce stress and improve outcomes for divorcing couples and their families. Number one is to protect the children. You know, I'm a huge advocate for children. I always go back to that. You know, parties can really focus on a parenting plan that meets first and foremost the needs of the children, but also the needs of the parents too. You know, current research tells us that the longer the conflict continues, the more it wears negatively on the children. And as a mediator, I explain to my clients, parents, how this can occur in ways that parents may not have realized, okay? Um, It also reduces future disputes. When you mediate, or mediation greatly reduces post-divorce litigation, 
because, again, you're controlling the outcome. You're not having somebody mandate what you're going to do and how you're going to see your kids and what you divide and all that. It creates a better co-parenting relationship. You, you and your spouse know your family structure, you know your children, you know their attitudes, you know everything about your specific marriage and relationship. Mediation fosters an elevated co-parenting relationship. And I, I just love that. You know, mediation also expedites information gathering. You know, we're going to work quickly. But you, you work quickly with a mediator. And it's not a long, drawn-out process that, you know, the, the courts and, the, and the, the system has it set up to be. It doesn't have to be. There's a streamlined way of getting this done with dignity, okay? Um, mediation helps explore alternatives. You can get a little creative with your mediated outcome because it's your outcome, okay? A mediator can discuss the unpleasantness of continuing the dispute, okay? We can help you formulate alternative agreements. For more information on that, you can contact us at Divorce with Dignity. Click the icon at the bottom of the screen um, online. Or email me at dchris at dwdignity.com. Mediation also saves financial time and cost. You know, mediation saves you money. It makes you feel that you've, you know, the minimal amount of dollars that you spend to get your divorce completed with dignity also makes you, you know, it also empowers you because of, you know, the other alternative is to, you know, liquidate your estate. It creates better communication. It reduces polarization. It stops the process in the system to fuel your dispute. Okay, sometimes the system or attorneys get in the way of settlement and your and your relationship, you know, with the other party could be a lot, you know, could be improved if it wasn't so litigated. Okay, In mediation also empowers parties to create custom made outcomes like we discussed um, earlier. You know, judges only have a snapshot of you and your situation. They may not see your position the way you do. And when you go to trial, you give up your power to your outcome. So I honestly am a firm believer of mediating your divorce process, doing it with dignity, and knowing that it's not possible to fix your entire separation or divorce, but we can improve in the areas um, that are within our reach. And the divorce process can likely be it can be like riding a bull through an earthquake, right? <laughs> so let's not ride the bull through an earthquake. You know, I wanted to give you a few pointers on, you know, staying calm while you're negotiating with your ex. There are some simple steps, and I'll go over, uh, you know, just a few of them. Um, if you would like more information about these, please email me. Um, take a deep breath, okay? Number one. To help you stop spiraling into emotional reactivity, nothing beats taking a few breaths. The strategy is free, easy, and something you can do anywhere at any time. All right. Most of us forget to breathe. And I don't mean shallow. I mean deep breaths. In with your, you know, breathe in with your belly. Fill your belly up and exhale. Release your negative emotions. 
Before you sit down to negotiate, let go of negative thoughts and emotions. Past upsets and grievances, expressed unexpressed emotions, worries about the future, or feelings of anger, sadness, guilt, or fear create static that can make it harder to get your point across effectively and negotiate a, a best settlement that you can that you can get. You know, create pick your battles. You don't need to fight about everything. Talk it out. Own your part of all of this. You know, before you head into your next um, tough conversation, take a moment to close your eyes and get centered. Create an intentional center for yourself and come back to it whenever you can. You know, if it makes, if it helps you, take a picture of your kids or something, you know, that you love to do and help that to use that to center yourself before you come to ne- the negotiating table with your ex. You know, in closing, I would like to share with you um, a ebook that is on the Divorce with Dignity website. It's free, and it is called um, "How to Go Through a Divorce with Dignity." It's about 19 pages. I encourage everyone to um, click on the Divorce with Dignity icon and download the free ebook. It will help you tremendously, and. You know, in closing, again, our generation has witnessed the rise and fall of some of the most famous celebrity marriages. But there are so many celebrity marriages that chose the high road to do a divorce with dignity. And, you know, uh, divorce without court, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner are prime examples of that. After a 10-year marriage, they, um, and after their 10th wedding anniversary, After much careful thought and consideration, they quote, we have made a difficult decision to divorce, but we're going through this for, we're going forward with love and friendship for one another and a commitment to co-parent our children with um, whose privacy we ask be respected. You know, it is so incredible that there are so many examples of divorce with dignity. I encourage you, I implore you to search out your your remedies through this process with dignified and mutual communicated solutions for your marriage, for your children. Until next time, have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Reclaiming Your Life. Be sure to join Don Christensen for another edition of the program next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we speak again, have a good week.